This is the John Oakley Show podcast. That's Buzz Hargrove, the past president of the Canadian Auto Workers and now a distinguished visiting prof at Ryerson University's Ted Rogers School of Management. Buzz, how are you doing? I'm doing great, John. Good to have you on board. And Catherine Swift is with us, the former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, current spokesperson for working Canadians wearing proudly her Raptors jersey. All I can say, John, is... Ha, 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 ha. There you go. You're the fun gal. By the way, is that of recent vintage, like you just sort of hopped onto the bandwagon, or has that been around for a while? No, it's been around for a while. I've, I've always been, and so I was saying to Buzz just before we came, I, we, my whole family are sports nuts. We're, we're into everything. And when basketball first came to Toronto, I, I have to admit, I wasn't into basketball prior to that, but I sure got into it pretty fast, yep. All right, so you come by that credibly. By the way... Uh, we were talking about this off air, and I've got to ask, in the aftermath of winning the championship, and, you know, uh, things were a little chaotic there at the Oracle Arena, Masai Ujiri, president of the Raptors, as you know, gets into an altercation with an Oakland cop. And now it seems the cop, A, uh, he must have been schooled by somebody, you know, uh, in the union no, shop. No, there. no, no. He's got we're a concussion. Than that. Oh, are you? He's got a concussion. He's got to stay <laughs> off work, and he's looking at civil litigation. He's got himself a high-priced, powerful attorney. And so, uh, Buzz, I mean, does that make sense? If you were counseling this guy, what would you say? Go, go to for work, all it's worth? Go to work for crying out loud and enjoy uh, the fact that you can be at the game and watch it where millions and millions and millions of others couldn't be there. Wow, Buzz, what's happened? I mean, back in the day, wouldn't this I'm be like... not. I never agreed with the lawsuits, never used the courts, never had any, any, any desire to see an individual better themselves over some stupid incident uh, like this. Well, that's rather impressive, Buzz. I appreciate it. It might, might be a generational thing, you figure? It could be. Okay, because, you know, America is a litigious society. We're getting increasingly into that kind of thing. Catherine, what's your take on this? I mean, should it be a case of bygones be bygones, maybe an apology enough? Or do you think that this cop, hey, look, if a jury hit a cop, an assault, therefore the cop can civilly take him for all he's worth? Sounds like major dra- drama queen territory from what I can tell. I, I understand that there's a number of sort of videos of various kinds, and none of them are terribly conclusive. Uh, but when you hear about a con- concussion and listening to that lawyer, too, does he not sound like the huckster lawyer that, you know, <laughs> just the worst kind of huckster lawyer? And, uh, you know, ambulance chaser par excellence. He will announce uh, him quickly that he's running for president. Oh, it, when I heard that, I mean, it's like they, they saw that the guy was, a, a, you know, obviously a well-off guy. And, oh, hey, maybe we'll uh, <laughs> right. let's see what we can extract. One thing I One thing that did occur to me, though, which I wondered about was, if it hadn't have been the, the only Canadian team, the Raptors, would that cop have known the state? Would have known, like if it was a you know mm. one of the more established American teams, mm. would they have said, "Oh yeah, that's that's so and so. I know that guy." But because it was the old you know Canadian basketball team, the oddball in the mix, didn't didn't know the staff. I, I just wondered about that in, in passing. Well, yeah, usually executives tend to fly under the radar, don't get a lot of face yeah. time on TV yeah. and that kind of thing. They're saying a jury didn't have his credentials at the ready. Buzz, I mean, you're still willing to grant him some slack? Who's that? Ujiri, uh, you know, the president of the Raptors didn't have his full credentials around his neck like you're supposed to at, you know, an NDP Well, convention. he had them in his hand, my understanding. Yeah, he, okay. had, he had them with them and was flashing them. Uh, a couple of eyewitnesses that I heard... Uh, said they saw him, saw his credentials. Uh, they say they saw him push the cop when the cop wouldn't let him through. 
But they said then the cop really pushed back at him, and then he pushed really hard and almost toppled the cop. But he didn't go down. They don't know where the hell he got this concussion. No, That's exactly. a good idea from a lawyer, sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And it looks like a money grab to me. All right. Pure yeah. and simple. Absolutely. And, yeah, there was obviously a little bit of a dust-up. But in the heat of the moment, come on. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the heat of the moment, when uh, the parade and rally took place and really exceeded the stated timeline, it was supposed to wrap around 1230 and uh, went well into the afternoon. I'm just wondering, maybe this is, again, in a litigious society, somebody would pick it up as a class action lawsuit for everybody who was put off and put out there in Nathan Phillips Square. Did the city planners drop the ball in this one, Catherine? I don't think so. I, I think it's it's tough to plan an event that big. You're never sure how big it's going to be until it actually happens. Uh, I found it interesting they didn't use barriers, though, along the route, because normally you'd think they'd put barriers up, which mm. might have made it a little more uh, orderly. But by and large, it, 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 the overall event, unfortunately, it, you know, there was that gun incident <laughs> but overall, for that many people, I think it was pretty darn civilized. I, I, I thought, whoever come up with this idea of making sure they don't get there for three or four hours, it's great. It's great for the city. People are on, a, on an emotional high that I've never experienced in my lifetime. Yeah, but, I mean, you've got parents with little kids. There's no water. They're dehydrated. Well, you, no wonder why, you wonder why somebody take little kids into that kind of a yeah. crowd. Because they're starstruck. They want to see their heroes. <laughs> I know, but show them on television. It's the oh, same. Geez. They look the same. <laughs> okay. Well, things were pretty hot after the Jays won, because I was lucky enough to be at that game. And I remember we didn't go home till about 4 in the morning, because yeah. for one thing, you couldn't go, get anywhere. No. And it was it was pretty wild and crazy then, well, There too. wasn't a lot of young kids. Like, here, yesterday, there was so many. Little, no, that's right. Little that's little true. Yeah, yeah, but the Jays' victory was at night. Are you I talking? was just yeah. going to say, that was yeah. like midnight right, or so, yeah, you know, right. versus this was the middle of the day. You know, you talked about the gunplay down there. Uh, it's interesting because city council, uh, without any debate, yesterday voted 22 to 2 to uh, have the federal government ban the sale of handguns in Toronto uh, because I guess the reaction to the shooting down there in Nathan Phillips Square. Is that a knee-jerk reaction or do you think there's some merit to what they're proposing, Buzz? No, this is probably the 25th time that they've debated <laughs> the same resolution and they passed it before. They actually sent a letter to the Prime Minister request and they ban uh, handguns, but I saw Bill Blair in the last couple of days saying they're not going to recommend banning uh, that, but they are going to recommend uh, banning the big uh, assault, rifles. assault rifles, which they should. Yeah, they're going to leave it up to the communities to decide, and now Toronto has already served notice. It's a pretty overwhelming vote, 22 to 2, but you know, in the immediate aftermath of the shooting down there in Nathan Phillips Square... Does a handgun ban, I mean, the people who did the shooting and one guy's still on the lam, the chief was in yesterday telling us uh, the the casings found on the sidewalk don't match, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. the, the, the gun that was used uh, or the ones that were uh, recovered, the two that were recovered. So obviously there's an episode where, I don't know, a handgun ban, would that have done anything to deter these guys uh, the other day? Now, it never seems to work on the gangbangers, and they're always the ones, or virtually always the ones causing the problems. So it seems, though, every government, as Buzz says, this is how many times around this particular issue do we have to go? I love the Fed's position, which is, we don't want to do it because we know we're going to get blowback and it's an election year, but, oh, we're going to leave it to you municipalities so we can pretend we're doing something, but who, you know who's actually going to be held responsible is somebody else. Even, I, what, even, a, what a cynical position even that the is. the assault uh, weapons, they're not going to ban them. They're going to make that an election issue. Yeah, and yet that's, that's one test. thing you could see some support for. Yeah. Like, why do you need an assault you know, weapon? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, the city of... Uh, 
I wasn't going to say the city fathers, but uh, there have been some counselors who are so ticked at the Ford government that they think uh, maybe it's time to consider making Toronto a charter city. In effect, it, it falls away from being the creature of the province. So, you know, they do their own thing, make their own calls, and Doug Ford couldn't meddle. It seems to me like that's what this is, a response to, you know, Ford now being the premier and all. Uh, does that make sense that Toronto become a charter city? Is it about time, Catherine? No, it's not. It's it, it's code for more taxes. Uh, what they want is more taxing powers. Uh, we've are, we're already taxed plenty in this country by all levels of government. Uh, so no, I don't think anyone should be particularly supportive of this. Also, it's it's not exactly, and, and didn't Mel Lastman talk about this back in the day, if I'm yeah. not mistaken? Uh, uh, so it's not the first time it's come up, but it's been a while. Um, and it's absolutely in reaction to the Ford government, uh, for sure, and maybe for some good reasons. But no, I, I, I just don't see this as, as viable. I don't see it as a genuine um, uh, objective here. I see it as a money grab uh, from taxpayers. And they, you know, they can figure out some better way to run their affairs at City Hall. They got lots of dough. We can see that we see them waste it right, left and center. Uh, they, they don't need this charter city stuff just so they can extract more money from taxpayers. Yeah, I, I don't think it's about money. I think it's about the, the ability to make their own uh, decisions w- without having somebody impose, impose, impose uh, everything on them. And I think it's a good idea, but I think it should be open to all major cities, say over 100,000 uh, in the province, that they can take a decision by the elected representatives, supported by the people, and decide they're going to have a charter city. So uh, more local responsible government. That's right, exactly. And the ability the ability to make your decisions. How the hell does anybody... Uh, uh, get elected, it hasn't even spent a year in office, and announces he's cutting the city council in half. I mean, that goes beyond the, the realm of fairness or, or how Canadians think. Well, yeah, but, you know, by the same token, if we're going to have this responsible government, maybe we ought to have term limits or something so there's more churn, you know, instead of just, you know, reestablishing the same tired faces. Be an opportunity well, to do a lot worth, of things. And I, I do believe there should have been more consultation, so I don't d- disagree with the, the way it was done. But, I mean, even John Tory supported a small smaller council back in the day. But you can argue justifiably with how it was done. Uh, but uh, uh, but even so, uh, I mean, in the private sector, I'm sorry, but you're whacked with unexpected circumstances all the time, and you have to react. So the notion that only government has this special rarefied air where everything is planned and nothing changes, no, that's that's foolish. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.